Welcome, I'm David Nurse, MBA shooting coach turned life optimization coach, speaker, author, leader of all types. On this show, we bring on high performers, athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, people doing amazing things in this world, but they weren't always at that spot. And we talk about how they got through their stuck situation and made their pivot to achieve their success. So join me every week as we pivot and go. I'm dreaming vivid, so I'm living my goals. Written to existence, you know I'm doing the most. I'm steady winning, having breakfast for dinner, cause I'm always giving the toast. I live that 1% of lifestyle, didn't you know? Doing what I can just to get in the zone. Incremental change to help you get in the flow. But if you hit the wall, gotta pivot and go. Switch your perspective and go for the goal. That ain't the end of the road, just pivot and go. Mina Macram, welcome. Man, I have been waiting for this one for a while. I have been indulging in your super healthy, super tasty misfit bakehouse goods for <laughs> man, maybe even a year now. I even got to experience it year. in person in the Bay, making my own cookies, the best tasting cookies I've ever had. Mina, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a big fan of your story. Thank I'm you. a big fan of what you do. Just, just tell us, man, why are you so passionate about what you do? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I, uh, it's a great opportunity to be here. Um, it, it's kind of an easy answer. Uh, when I used to be well over 500 pounds, um, and like a lot of people, I've had so many issues, was finding something that works, right? Um, I tried every single diet that was available, right? Anything that I found out, and it never really worked for me. Uh, even when I started working out a lot, I would maybe lose like five pounds, right? And then it would plateau. Finally, I came across the keto diet. This was back in 2012 before it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, more well known. Um, and it was it was crazy, right? Like, oh, eat fat to lose fat. It was, you know, it didn't make sense. But it was at this point where like I was, whatever, I'll just try whatever I can do and, you know, what's the worst that can happen, right? Um, and then it worked, right? So after three and a half years, I finally uh, lost 200 pounds. Wow. That was the initial go. Um, but I really, really missed having baked goods, not just bread, but just like baked goods in general. Uh, and there was nothing available on the market. Um, and... You know, at, at the time, you know, the big thing that was blowing up was uh, paleo baked goods or gluten free, and it was supposed to be healthier for you. Um, but throughout my journey with the weight loss, I got really obsessed with ingredients and the quality of ingredients. And every time I looked at the ingredients, they were terrible. Um, you, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you're giving up gluten, but you're adding so much sugar and salt, or, you know, it just, it, it's, yeah. Just didn't, and it did not taste good at all. Um, for as a blessing, now that I'm looking at it, uh, in twenty early 2015, I, I had started working for a startup. Um, it did not work out, and I actually got fired at, at, from that job. Uh, so for about a month or so, I was sitting at home while I was looking for work, and I just started experimenting with. Uh, you know, making baked goods for myself. And um, finally came up with a recipe that was great. That was all keto, paleo, gluten-free, and it was full of nutrition. It was 
high in the good fats, low in the carbs, tasted good, texture was great. Um, and, you know, after looking for work in engineering again and nothing was panning out, it hit me that I'm like, there's this huge market of people like me that can't have breads and it's more than just losing weight at this point, right? Like there's people that are diabetic, celiacs, people with all kind of autoimmune issues that don't really have a good option. Um, so I literally took everything that I had and sold it um, and went all in. Um, and that's how I got the first round of ingredients, all the permits, all the supplies for the farmer's market. And uh, <laughs> when I tell you I went all in, it was like the first two farmer's markets that we didn't, if I wasn't able to sell anything, I, I would have you know not been able to make rent. Um, so it was, it was a big gamble. Um, and, you know, thank God, literally the first two farmers market, one was on a Tuesday and the other one was Saturday when we sold out. Um, and it was great. And I was like, that's it. This is the sign, right? And like people were coming up to me weeks after and they're like, this is the best bread we've ever had. Um, you know, we, we can't believe we're having fresh bread because mind you, until, even until today, if you're gluten free, let alone paleo or keto, you cannot walk into anywhere and find a fresh loaf of bread or baked goods in general. Um, and that was a big thing for me. It was like, there's this, all these people that have, have to eat this way. It's not by choice, right? Uh, and they're, they're getting treated like a second-rate citizen, right? Like, you can't have that experience walking into somewhere and having fresh baked goods. And that just amplified my obsession. I will wanted to have that experience available for more people. Um, you know, but like my vision is actually more audacious where like it's, I want, it doesn't matter if you have to eat a certain way or not, you come in through the doors here, you will have an epic meal no matter what. It doesn't matter if you care about the way you eat or you don't, whether you have to eat this way or you're doing it because it's making you feel better for any other reason, or you're doing it for weight loss, or you're doing it because of an autoimmune issue. doesn't matter. You're going to come into Misfits Bakehouse, you're going to sit down, you're just going to have an epic, delicious meal. And you're going to forget that it was actually gluten-free or paleo or keto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It does not taste <laughs> like the gluten-free or those type of things. That That's what I tell people when I tell you about Misfits Bakehouse. Like, it's the healthy stuff, but it tastes like the non-healthy stuff. And I mean, exactly. I, I got to just hit on this, man. You took an all-in risk. You mentioned the word obsession. And a lot of people will think like, oh, you don't want to be obsessed, have balance. But no, you found your gift and you kind of right. fell into your gift. So when people are looking for their passion, it's not necessarily the first thing you find. But it's something that you right. fell into and realized, man, I'm really good at this. I really love bringing joy to people and you just man you just you ooze this this type of obsession to the details obsession to making the best product you can possibly you can possibly make you risked it went all in and tell an interest an interesting story is like hey you went all in on the financials but also your living situation like can you speak on that so this is the audience gets a background of when you love something what does all in actually mean? 
um, I can already hear people screaming. Um, but so I actually launched the bakery in May of 2015. And back then it was a, in a commercial kitchen, a shared kitchen. And, you know, I'll be honest, like, and I, was, I was always very honest with my customers. I did not know as much about the celiac market segment, like how sensitive people would be. Um, and then I learned a lot from customers, right? Like I would actually turn away customers that were like truly uh, high sensitive celiacs because I was in a shared kitchen. And then around, I also had a goal that I would have my own uh, kitchen um, by October of that year, which happened to be my birthday as well. Um, and got that opportunity, like a kitchen opened up and it was great. It was everything that I was looking for. But the trade-off was for me to be able to afford it, I had to like really trim my finances. So if you thought selling everything to get the first round of permits and all that was all in, then I doubled down and I gave up my apartment at the time. And I was literally living out of my car. Uh, you know, I was like, I need this. This will be better for my customers. It will be safer for my customers uh, to be able to have a 100% dedicated gluten-free facility. And that way, everybody will feel just exactly what I wanted, right? Like, feel safe that you can come in and eat and enjoy without having to think like, oh, was there any cross-contamination or any of that, right? Um, so initially, I thought that giving up my apartment would be like maybe six months to a year, it ended up being five years uh, until I was able to, you know, get the business into a, a, a place where I was able to actually afford, you know, rent for myself. Um, and all this was obviously in the background. Nobody knew about this. Um, so I was literally would be baking all my, uh, pack everything into my car, go out and do deliveries all morning, like at, at 3 a.m. all the way until like 9 or 10 a.m., come back to the bakery, maybe rest for an hour and do it all over again. And then on, you know, on the weekends, all that, but go into the farmer's market and be in the farmer's market until 1 or 2 p.m., get back and do it over again. Um, and, yeah, it was always, I always say this, like, the best thing that, kept me going is every time I am at the farmer's market or I get a, a message on Instagram or, or um, you know, through email, people will reach out and saying, this is the first time we feel normal. Mm -hmm. I, like we don't feel like we're left out. Um, and it made it so much worth it that I can bring that feeling uh, into somebody's life. Right. Like to, to feel so like, we take this for granted. Like if you can walk anywhere and, you know, or go into a restaurant and order some bread, everybody takes that for granted versus somebody that cannot eat regular bread. Um, yeah, totally. And now people are actually feeling that like, Oh my God, like I can actually enjoy a fresh piece of bread without, you know, risking my life. <laughs> um, and that was amazing. That's just one of the most amazing feelings ever. Oh man, but it's it's beautiful the sacrifice that you made. So it wasn't about your comforts. It's you're going to sacrifice five years of living out of your car. And it's funny because I lived five years out of my car and sleeping on people's couches I as I was building up my basketball coaching. So 
that's what it takes but that's what that's what makes this this whole mission that you're on so much more valuable of all that you put into it and all of that this that that love that you have for what you do that you're willing to do whatever it takes so when people listen to this episode take away you're not gonna achieve your dreams in a day in a year it might take five years of living yeah. out of your car i love that mina i yeah. love that yeah. so and and to be honest with you i always yeah. um got into this habit of um you know when when things would get really tough right um i would always do this like self check-in right or like do I still really want this? Do I want it bad enough? And as long as the answer is yes, whatever, yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. I keep going. It, it just, I mean, if you can imagine, I mean, you know, like you said, you, you've lived on in, in your car and, and, you know, on people's couches for years. So it's tough and it gets to you. Um, and, and especially, you know, being customer facing and you always have to, you know, put the happy face on and just, you know, um, yeah. It, it and you have to carry that so all in mentality it's totally it. man it's all worth it all 100%. in mentality okay take me to the take me to the back of the kitchen where you're making these fabulous cookies this baklava all this great baked goods like what goes into it how do you find this just specific detail or ingredient because you were telling me stories when i was up there like man I'll, I'll make something and i'll just i'll become obsessed with it and i'll just stay up all night making sure i just make that recipe the best it can possibly be like can you walk us right. through something as far as like as far as that obsession goes with making the exact detail to the best ingredient to make the best tasting baked good possible yeah so i think one of the best things that could have ever happened is before I started experimenting with baking, I had never baked in my life. Ooh. Like if you right now, if you if you give me a bag of regular flour, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Wow. Um, so what I what I did was I was like, okay, the problem is I need bread to paste and you know have that same that texture and how it would behave and how it would toast, how you know everything about regular bread or bagels, and then I work it backwards, right? And I was like. This is where regular bread is, and I know I want to use these ingredients. So, like, I wanted to use almond flour, coconut flour, uh, flaxseed, uh, all the good ingredients. Um, so, I was like, okay, how do I go? I, I literally kind of reverse engineered bread um, to get it to work with the ingredients that I had in mind. Um, and let me tell you, like, I've had so many people that would go out of their way when they would hear what I'm working on that. There's no way you can make bagels out of almond flour. Um, there's no way you can make bread out of almond flour. Um, and then when I started actually getting closer, people were like, well, bagels are supposed to be boiled, and there's no way you can boil a bagel made out of almond flour. Um, and, and I think it, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Uh, Les Brown, uh, one of his, my, one of my favorite quotes of his is like, I'm, I'm behind on my bills and on my dreams. Don't tell me I'm, you know, what I can't do. I'm doing it, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> like I literally locked myself in my apartment kitchen at the time, and I just I was making batches of dough one after another, and you know, I would boil the water, put the bagels in, and so it would fall apart, and I would start from scratch again, just keep going. Like it was nonstop, and until I was able to make it. 
Yeah, I see you hit on an interesting point there I'd like to dive in on is you didn't have any set standards. Like you didn't have these bad habits or just even habits in general that that most of us will have, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is what we're taught. So we have to stay in between these set guidelines. Do you think it gave you an advantage that you hadn't done it before? Like you didn't know what it was supposed to look like. So you don't stay in that supposed to look like proverbial box. Exactly. Um, Hmm. So, yeah, it's literally I did not know the rules. So I had (laughs) an easier time to break them. Right. Good point. I love (laughs) Um, that point. Yeah, because, you know, that's what I always find is people either just we grow up learning like this is how it's supposed to be. And it makes it so hard for us to, you know, color outside the lines, even though, mm. even if you know that you need it, you're like, I don't, I don't know, this is not normal, so I'm not going to do it. And for me, I was like, there is no lines. I did not know where the line is to start with. So I just, you know, kind of made my own. Um, and, you know, when people are like, oh, well, you can't do X, Y, and Z with these flower mixes, I'm like, I don't know why, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just going to try and see what happens. But most people, even when they want something, they look at the social norms, right? They look at yeah. what the experts yeah. say, mm. and then that will be the uh, be all end all. Right? Like if, if nobody ever done it, there might be a reason for that. Usually the reason is people never tried, never yep. stretched out of their comfort zone. Um, and, and it's true for whether it's baking or for anything else in life. It's like, you've never, nobody else has ever done it. It's like, we're waiting for permission. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. so if yeah, I mean, it's the best thing is just forget it. Totally. Totally. If we want to follow our passion, we have to be original. We cannot be just what the, the world says or the social norms. I love that. And, and one of my favorite taglines I've seen of any company ever is yours. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. I'm going to read that one more time. It's that powerful, Mina. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. You have to be crazy enough to change it, Mina. So I'm going to ask you. What's coming next from Misfits Bakehouse? What wakes you up every morning just fired fired up, juiced up on how you can change the world? Um, I, at, the end, at the end of the day, I live for seeing the joy in everybody when, when they come in and enjoy the foods, right? Uh, and one of the biggest things I'm, you know, that it always um, motivates me, right, is to be able to bring in foods that, again, everybody takes for uh, for granted because you can walk anywhere and have it. So it's always been in my hit list, right? Like, you know, I started off with bread and bagels. Uh, now we're doing donuts, and we're literally one of the only we're the only bakery that does filo dough and baklava in the world. Uh, wow. So next wow. to my hit list is making good all proper croissants, mm. like laminated dough and all. Um, and we're very, very close. So Man. that that's, you know, that's next. 
I see. I just see that smile coming through on it. Like anything that you want to do, you're going to do it. You're going to take it on as a challenge. And I think, man, I really think that you change people's lives by just showing them, hey, you you can have a dream, you can have a vision, and it doesn't matter what anybody else says. You can get there if you're willing to put in the work and if you're willing to put in the drive. You can get there, and you're changing people's lives through the products that you create. Like, how cool is it when people say, "Man, I can eat this again. It just brings me joy." And you're giving that to people, Mina. So know that you are making a a massive impact through great baked goods. I, I got to ask you, okay, what Thank is you. the before I throw you on the rapid fire hot seat? What is okay. what is what is your favorite dessert? What do you think the best tasting dessert you've ever made is? Because those cookies we had and the donuts you have, those cookies are fire, huh? unbelievable. <laughs> but what is what what's yours? Um. I, I gotta say, you know, my my favorite at the moment is the baklava, especially yeah, the pistachio, so and then the hazelnut and chocolate. Those are two of my favorites right now, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and everybody listening, you got to check out Miss Fitz Bakehouse. Like, I believe that you are going to be a worldwide sensation. People are going to know about Miss Fitz all over the world because it's just the quality of it, the taste of it, that the love behind it that you make. So everybody listen to this. You're getting this before this guy is big time and, and we can't reach him anymore. But, I mean, I'm going to throw you on the rapid fire <laughs> hot seat. So whatever hot comes to your mind, quick to me, answers sir. are Uh-oh. great. And the first one. Okay. <laughs> first one I got for you. Do you have a favorite mindset quote that you live by? Something that maybe drove you when you were starting off or is on your your bathroom mirror? A favorite quote? Yeah. Um, so I have it in front of me what here because I don't want to uh, miss it up. Um, <laughs> nice. It's uh, by uh, Marianne uh, Williamson. Uh, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Uh, we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Um, oh, and I, it's something I, I believe a lot of people struggle with, right? Like you, Sometimes you play small because, you know, you don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. But and this is not like a, a way to like, oh, you don't be arrogant, but just like be proud of your accomplishment, where you came from and what you're doing. And it gives other people that hope and that, you know, to shine and they can that permission to shine to everybody. Just we can all do so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like to me, I think that is the greatest gratitude we can show to God is to live out the gifts that he's given us. I mean, he gave you a gift and if you withhold it and if you have other people tell you that you cannot do it or even attempt to do it, it's almost like slapping them in the face. So I think it's the greatest gratitude that you follow your mission and your passion and people see that and they're able to do the same. So that's, that's a beautiful quote, man. I got to write that one down take that. Okay, what does leaving a legacy mean to you, Mina? Not necessarily a, a billboard or what the world says, but when you're gone, what would leaving a legacy look like to you? Um, when I was a kid, I came across this. Um, not a, It was like, how do you say this? Like, it's kind of like a saying where it says, um, uh, your smile might mean nothing 
to you, but it might mean a million, like all the happiness in the world yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and and the the thing behind it was it's not just like for somebody that maybe cares about you, but it's just somebody can be walking down the street having a crappy day, but sees you smiling, and that maybe will make them, you know, be happy. So it's kind of part of why I do what I do, right? It's like having yeah. people enjoy foods that maybe they couldn't have and bring that joy to them. And it's like just spreading that joy. At the end of the day, if, you know, if you make one person happy, that's that's the best thing possible. And, you know, I'm blessed to be able to make so many people happy on a daily basis and nationwide. So it's like, I'm absolutely blessed to, ha- to be able to do that. Man, you do. There's nothing that makes people happier than a great meal with great people and you make people smile and your smile is infectious. So that leads into the next <laughs> question. A fun one for you here. If you can invite three people from history, dead or alive, to a dinner party, to a Misfits Bakehouse dinner party, who are you inviting and what are you making to, to eat? Ooh. Okay. Um, let's see. So, Freddie Mercury, for for sure. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Good one. I like it. Just just for the music alone. I mean, yep. come on. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And and talk about somebody who was you know very different than everybody around him at the time, right? And mm-hmm. you know, misfits and all. Yeah, misfits. <laughs> um, and let's see. Um, well, one of the the people that actually, you know, that quote, our tagline um, came from a, a very famous Apple commercial. Here's to the crazy one. So Steve Jobs would be, nice. you know, I'm still a, a nerd at heart. So Steve Jobs would be uh, on that list. Uh, you know, uh, it, a lot of uh, a lot of work, again, bucking the trends uh, way ahead of his time. And a third person. Hmm. You can invite me because I'm coming anyways. So there you go. Oh, you're, makes you're, it easy. You don't need an you don't oh, need an invitation, okay. sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you're are we always on the list? <laughs> Thanks, brother. I'll just sneak in and crash it regardless. So, so what are we cooking? What are we eating here? Um, you know, I would make a you know definitely I'll be cooking and it'll be a big time Egyptian spread. You know, yeah. bring all that Egyptian food in. I mean, you've tried it. Yep. You know what's up. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was amazing. I never had Egyptian food. I didn't even know what it was, but it was so, so good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. What's our dessert then? Okay. Uh, we're having Egyptian food, but what's our dessert? People want to know what, what's, what's misfits bakehouse I mean, coming with. W- since, since we're, we're doing uh, uh, Egyptian food, then, you know, be all kind of baklava. Mm. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have some cookies. And, you know, you, you can't go wrong. And, you know what? Donuts. Donuts. Beautiful, man. So Wait, it's... Ha- go ahead. Yeah. You can't go wrong with the donuts, man. No, I know. Trust me. I, I've, I've told you, like, whenever you send me donuts, like, I eat the whole thing. It's, and I don't even feel bad about it because it's healthy <laughs> ingredients. I eat, like, eight of them. And my wife's like, where did they right? go? But... One thing that I do know is there's there's a book out there called The Five Love Languages. I'm convinced the sixth love language is Misfits Bakehouse Goods. 
I know it is. I love it. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> oh, Mina, you're awesome, man. How can we all follow you, support you, know all about uh, how to order from you? Just, just how do we know all about Misfits? Um, so definitely check our website, uh, misfits.kitchen. Uh, definitely, if you can, please follow us on all social media, uh, Misfits Bakehouse on uh, Facebook and Instagram, even on TikTok. Um, even if you don't order from us, I, you know, I, I do all of my shenanigans on Instagram. You might get a good laugh out of it. Yeah, you're a good follow. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, and yeah, uh, we, we, we're, we're open um, at our Palo Alto location um, Monday through Saturday. Uh, 11 until 2 for now, and we're going to be adding more hours. Um, yeah, and it would be great to um, uh, follow us and uh, support. Yeah, man. You guys got a ton of growth coming. I'm convinced of that. And before I left you, all, you. Out, off this podcast, if you could give one drop-the-mic piece of advice to somebody who wants to follow their passion. We all want to follow our passion and make that our career and our mis- mission. What would you tell them? And they're, if they're in the search of awesome in their own life, what is a drop the mic piece of advice you could get them going on their way? Um, it would be a two-parter. Uh, nice. Follow your heart. Yes. Don't listen to the experts. Um, Oof, good. It's. I, I know it's controversial, but no, it's great. Literally, every single expert in the culinary world told me what I'm doing right now will never ever work. Like they thought I can't make bread, and now I'm making filo dough. And if anybody knows how hard filo dough is to make with regular flour, imagine what we're doing with you know almond and coconut flour. Uh, but here we are. So, not all experts are right. That's it, so man. Keep, keep going. Do not listen to what society norms say you have to be. Be a misfit. Yep. Drop the mic. That's right. Mina, <laughs> you're a legend, man. I'm counting down the days till I can come back up there and get in the kitchen with you and make some unbelievable baked goods. Brother, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the person you, you are, me. that smile that you have, and, and keep, uh, yeah, keep changing lives, man. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much, coach. End of the road, just pivot and go. Just pivot and go.